Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Talk Radio, this is Tracy Brown coming to you today. Looks like I'm a minute late. I'm just going to bring Malcolm on straight away. By the way, who's ever on, I want to remind everyone that the first hour is Malcolm's hour. We talk about sports and politics. Um, what we talk about helps me later on with psychic readings, like with Ray Rice and his appeal, and you know, I do readings on that, but sometimes. It helps when I have someone that I can communicate with. And so the first hour is talk. It's, you know, sports, politics, and other things. Um, the second hour is celebrity psychic readings, but I'll throw in a personal reading too. So don't leave me um, in the second hour. And if you really, really want a reading, it's best if you tweet me. Um, at Pop Culture Psychic. So you can join Twitter and it's at Pop Culture Psychic and you could be like, Tracy, hey, pick me. You know, it's really important and I'll pick you. I'll get you some hear me. Let me bring Malcolm, the ordinary sports political guy on see if you can hear me. Hey, Malcolm. Hey, Tracy, what's happening? Oh, good. I wasn't sure <laughs> if anybody could hear me. How are you? Oh, great, just great. Beautiful day. Uh, well, you know what? I'm I'm great up to a point. I'm actually shaking in my boots right now, but besides that, I'm uh, No, 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 no. That those two things don't go where's my mic. Those two things don't go together. You can't be great and shaking in your boots unless you're winning the lottery and you know it. <laughs> so what's going on? It wasn't a lottery. Well, you know, I watched this show on HBO called Vice. And Vice, for the most part, is going to scare you, right? But okay. A couple, when they when they open the season, they actually open the season with, you know, we're gonna. Uh, they showed how medical uh, the medical profession has possibly come up with a cure for cancer, right? Great information. Okay. It was beautiful, heartwarming, and you know, basically what what that entails is that um, instead of you know inundating you with, with levels of poison 
i.e. chemotherapy, to kill the cancer. What they've been doing is injecting viruses into the cancer, and the viruses have been killing the cancer, right? Okay. Good story, and then they have, you know, a lot of different, you know, a lot of different research in the field that actually shows that it's working. It's not 100%, but, you know, like the man on um, uh, the documentary said, it's potentially a cure for cancer, not a treatment, a cure. Great story, right? Okay. But then we get to the rest Mm -hmm. of the season of ice, and now the fear comes in because once they start, they can scare you to death. I, you know, I, I rewatched it again this morning, and I was like, man, this scares the crap out of me. Because the problem is a lot of this stuff I'm aware of, but Vice takes the time out to, to do a, a real in-depth type of uh, a report on it. And, uh-huh. you know, they don't, they don't just function. They don't just set their sights on one part of the world. They, they kind of go around and do a lot of things. And, and uh, this week's show dealt with... Uh, the uh, how the extremist radical people within this country are you know the, the, we're talking about the mili- the uh, the militias that have formed you know after President Obama took office they've uh-huh. exploded they're fully armed and potentially could kill them because I you know I don't know about you I know you don't have a lot of weapons I don't have a lot of weapons but there are people in this country that have a whole lot of weapons. <laughs> And they're ready okay. to use them. They're out actually huh. training. They're probably training right this second. You know, that's what's scary. Uh, and they're your neighbors. They live in your state. They live, probably live on your, well, maybe not your block, but they live. You know, <laughs> <laughs> probably not my block, but I'm sure it will be one of the first blocks to be affected. Like, that's the block I live on. They're like, let's experiment on them. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, they would come. They would come to your block because some of the people that live on your block would be the people that they're kind of after. Exactly, so, that's my point. We'll be the experimenting block. It would be like the purge. You, you would be the people in the purge, and the ones without the gun. That's what it would be like. Um, that's right. You know, but the other story they did was on how the oceans are being overfished, and and one of the the things they came up with, one of the biologists they spoke with said that at the current rate, if we don't make any changes, the oceans will be devoid of fish by the middle of the century, right? There won't Which be any fish? Huh? That sounds crazy to me, but that sounds so crazy to me. Like, seriously. That there won't be any fish? There won't be any. Well, you got to see the way that they're fishing the oceans. And, you know, they, they don't just tell you about it. They go out there and show you what the people are doing. I mean, they're showing you. They have, you know, they got these big Big ships that are out there just raping and pillaging the oceans, and you know they they don't just they're not very selective on what they're taking. So the way they catch the fish, they they put out a you know a, their net is wide, so they catch everything. They don't just catch like if they're looking for tuna, they're not just catching tuna. They catch everything. And when I say everything, I mean everything. And then some of the stuff that they don't want, they just throw back into the ocean dead. Oh my God! You know, huh. and then there, you know, in different in different parts of the world, you know, like in, in some parts of the world, uh, shark fins are are something that's to be desired, right? A and delicacy, uh huh. I think it's used for some kind of other like medicinal purposes as well, but oh, it's to be okay. desired and worth a lot of money. And okay. so 
they're, I mean, they're completely killing off the shark population. And some people will say, well, we don't need sharks. But technically, we do. It's an mm-hmm. ecosystem because the ecosystem needs everything in it to survive. And, and one of the biologists had made a, a, a comparison. They said, it's like if you threw a, a big net over uh, the Amazon and start, you were looking to catch wildebeest. But in the process of catching wildebeest, you caught giraffes and lions and tigers and pretty mm-hmm. much everything else that was out there. It pretty much killed everything. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and you just did, left the dead carcasses to just rot. So, like I said, after I mm-hmm. watching that show, I'm like, man, <laughs> I, almost, I almost need to stop watching it because it scares the crap out of me. I mean, literally. Well, I don't know about you, Malcolm, but I've had moments where I'm like, is there enough beef in the world? Is is there enough, you know, meat in the world? Did you ever, like, in terms of, like, saying how the ocean can get depleted based upon some of the practices that, that we're using, did you ever think that? Like, how could there be enough Oh, now we could run out chicken? of food. Oh, definitely. We, yeah. We could definitely run out of food because, you know, that it's funny how the Matrix put it that you know humans are a virus, and you know we're the only we're the only animal on the planet that goes in the areas and we kind of destroy it. And, and once we destroy, it, we move on and go someplace else and destroy it. Kind of right. So you know we're at a point where you know we're overfishing the oceans, we're overusing the land. I mean, even the way we. Uh, farm the land. Sometimes we over-farm the land, we destroy the soil. You know, we're, mm-hmm. in California, we're in a complete water shortage because, you know, there's, there's too many people and we're not getting enough rain to support the people that are living here. Right. And now, mind you, if you're in other parts of the country, if you're in Boston, you probably don't have water problems. I mean, because you had, you know, you had 20 feet of snow, but, you know, out west, mm-hmm. you can't get that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, right. so, I mean, we're, we're using our resources, and the bad part is that we're also, not only do we use the resources, because we can fish responsibly and we can make it work, but we don't do that. So if if we destroy it and, and kill off all that's there, it's going to be hard to replenish it. And then the population of the world is such that, you know, there, there are populations, areas of the world that rely on food from those sources, and, and once they're gone, what are the people going to do? You can't eat dirt, you know. Unlike, I don't really know if you remember Yule Gibbon. She used to be this. this uh, he used to do the commercials for Great Nuts, but he was a he was a biologist, right? And he, uh-huh. was, and he had his famous saying. Famous saying on that commercial would say, you know, some parts of a tree are edible, right? Okay. Okay. And some parts are, but, you know, the average person doesn't know. I mean, I, I have cactus in my backyard, and I've been told that you can chop up cactus and cook it. I have no idea how. But Oh, my God. Mexicans love cactus. No, 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 no. Well, I live in Koreatown. So I live around Koreans and Mexicans, and they sell cactus in the streets. Well, I have a bunch of it if they want it. <laughs> I'm trying you, to oh, it you have cactus? Um, I've tried cactus. And it's an acquired case, so I'm not a fan well, of it. But I'm, I'm sorry, not this is going to be off. But what do you do with a cactus again? Because like if they I have eat it, before, yeah, they eat it. How? Just ch- chop off a piece and eat it? No, I think if they put it in food, I'm not really sure. But 
they um, peel off the skin and they chop it into little squares the way I see them do it, and they package it and they sell it in the street. Really? Oh, yeah. Cactus is, cactus is edible. Mexicans love it. Well, I've heard it that. Has, but it, I, has medicinal, it has medicinal uh, properties, too, cactus does. Well, because I chop it up and throw it away. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> because it grows like a weed. I don't know. I started Does off it with, really? I th- one, of the, one of the little things, plants and plants, trees, I want to call it a tree. It got to be 20 feet. I had to cut part of it down because it's dangerous. How is I mean, it dangerous now? Wait a second. No, 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 no. Cactus is actually very safe. If you plant it by your windows, it prevents bees from coming in the house. Oh, I bet it does. Hey. <laughs> those, needles, those needles are razor sharp. Yes. You can barely yes. function with this. I have big, thick, heavy gloves. I have to, I have to be very careful when I cut this stuff down because, it, yes, it could prevent a lot of things if it's in the right place, but mine is just growing in the backyard. Listen to this, Malcolm. The cactus may help control blood sugar. Yeah, but what, well, how do you cook it? Because I looked I on the internet and I tried to find, I tried to find, you know, and then how do you identify? Because are there safe cactuses or unsafe cactuses, or are they all safe? Uh, I don't know. The ones that are grown in the street, like I've known where I used to live in Sherman Oaks. I've known this Mexican woman just to, uh, you know how, like, some people have cactus, but it kind of bleeds through their concrete fence? And so she would chop it off and, you know, I don't know if there's any bad. There's, I don't know if it's like mushrooms, you know, where there's some good and some bad. Somehow or another, it could also prevent cancer. Um, it has anti-cancer benefits. I, I don't, blood sugar control, dietary uses. Uh, oh, Malcolm, you can put it in omelets. You can put it oh, in cool. soups. You can put it <laughs> in, Wait, in soup salads. You, you keep going extra. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know I about any cactus. I should send you a picture of this cactus because I cut, I cut them all down. Not cut them down. I cut them back to where... All three are about six feet tall. They grow they have, anyway. It's yeah. Yeah, I mean you can't stop it. I mean you, you should have saw what they started from. I started with one little cactus, and I don't know where it came from. It just popped up one day, and <laughs> then it grew a little bit yeah. and fell over. And then I, <laughs> me being silly, I cut off little pieces of the one that fell over and planted the little pieces just to see what would happen. I never should have done that. <laughs> Crazy what? It you grows know, like a weed. I mean, it, they're big. Yeah. And they got razor you, razor sharp needles. I mean, you can yeah. use the needles. I can see you can use those needles for weapons because they're that sharp and they don't break. They don't even bend. So if you yes, figure out to, to weaponize these things, they they're sharp as they're sharper than. I mean, they're sharp as razor blades. Listen to this. They won't come out. <laughs> I got one in my forehead. It didn't want to come out. <laughs> you don't have a good relationship with cactus. <laughs> yeah, no. Like I said, Here's what I, I would say to you. No. Here's what I would say to you. 
turn it around. Love the cactus. Have a conversation with the cactus. Tell the cactus you're willing to work with. (laughs) That's what I would do, Malcolm. I I know you would. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's Yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) Have a conversation with the cactus. Have a conversation with the cactus. I've actually been in your backyard, and I've talked to, what's that orange, uh, what's that orange one that grows there? The kumquat. The kumquat. The kumquat. You were, I'm sorry. I must have not, I must have let you just go off and let you speak to the kumquat on your own. I don't remember the conversation with the kumquat tree. But that's also something that grows uncontrollably. and have it flourish. Because <laughs> obviously the kumquat tree worked. Whatever you said to it, it said, that sounds like a great idea. Wait a the second, Malcolm. The, there's, a, <laughs> there's a lot the of things that you forget. You don't remember two years ago, I said to you, I said, Malcolm, would it be okay if I lit a green candle and added some money herbs for for your money. Do you remember that? No, but I, I wouldn't have tried oh, that down. I can't believe it. I might even have, I don't know if I changed phone since then. No, Malcolm. You listen to me. No, 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 no. And you never gave me credit for it. And I was like, I'm never going to bring it up because, like, I, well, I always think that you don't understand my world, right? But in any case, I don't. you were having. I, 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 I literally don't. So, I'm going to there are a lot of stuff I understand in this world, Tracy, and your world is not one of them. Wait a second. You were in that mortgage bubble, right? Yes. And everyone was, okay, right? And I I got your permission because, you know, you always have to get permission. So I was like, oh, my God, you know, I'm, I'm going to get his permission. So, you know, I'm so upset with you. So I got your permission, and I said, is it okay if I lit, I even gave you a picture of it, if I lit a green candle, and Malcolm, I got the biggest green candle I could find with three wicks in it. And then okay. I added herbs that are money-related. So herbs that are money-related are basil, basil, clove, basil, clove, cinnamon, um, cinnamon. Uh, bay, uh-huh, bay leaf. These are all money herbs. Exactly. Exactly. Now, it's funny you should say that because if people begin to eat money herbs, you will then put money in your system, which will then allow money to come from from within you, right? Um, Peppermint. Peppermint is an excellent, excellent drink and uh, and an excellent uh, money enhancer, right? Okay. So I took all I took all the herbs and I made a wish for you, Malcolm. And, okay. And and then and then you went to some convention, and then you came out of the convention, and we didn't talk for a little bit. And then I I I 
we talked again and and I said I said something like, How's it going? And you're like, Oh well, I actually just that day it doesn't really matter and you're like, I just got an answer and it's wonderful, you know, from your mortgage. And right. then I said to you, I said, pray for you. I said, I, and I think I said the same thing. Do you remember that I lit a candle for you? And you was like, Tracy, do anything you can. Do any, it's funny, you believe when, yeah, when you need to believe. I'm, yeah, <laughs> and you don't believe when it's like, I don't believe. It, it, if it involves it's money, you I believe. believe Tracy. It's not that I believe. It's just that, <laughs> <laughs> you know, desperate times call for desperate messages, right? So, <laughs> no. <laughs> Money candle sounds good when money is an issue. If I was starving, a food candle would be great. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you gonna put some? If I was in, if I was in the zombie apocalypse, I'd be, I would be I'd be praying for weapons. Please bring some. But it's candles. funny because cause you said, well, Tracy, it must have worked. And, it must have worked. And we just left. It must have worked. <laughs> and since then. I never brought it up to you because I'm a toot toot type type of girl, right? So I'm like, remember this, toot toot, remember this, toot toot. But we never brought it up again. And I was like, you know, Malcolm kind of doesn't believe it anyway. So I, I really don't know if I had a hand in it, Malcolm. I just think that it was perfect timing and it is what it is. Or well, maybe okay. yeah. I had a hand in it. <laughs> Maybe you did. Do you have a count of some crazy people that you work with? I mean, because that could work. I could get rid of some of that. My life better. I don't have... I don't have a candle for crazy. Crazy is just going to show up. You know how you handle crazy? Seriously? You don't deal with them too much. You don't deal with them too much. You keep it short, one-word answers, and you keep it moving. That's really how you handle crazy. Well, and and I typically don't deal with it. I probably deal with it just like that because, you know, when I come across somebody that that I can't deal with on that level, because you can't reason with a person. It's it's time to to step, you know. And speaking of crazy, I don't know if you heard about this. I don't know if you heard about the thing at the New Orleans airport last night. Did you, did you hear about that one? I did. Yeah, I did. that's crazy. Because he showed up with, you know, some bug spray and a machete. And but you know what? How about everybody else that wasn't going to put up with this shit? People, regular folks, fought him back. People were not going to put up with this anymore. I was actually proud of the people that didn't run in fear. They were like, we need to challenge this. Oh, and they did. No. I, I'm sorry, Tracy. If if you pull out a machete, I'm gonna run in fear. Because if I don't have a machete to fight back with or a gun, I think the wild poop would be to run in fear. This is true, but somebody threw their suitcase up, and the machete got caught in the suitcase. Well, and it did. It didn't hurt. There was a New Orleans uh, sheriff's lieutenant. Stations at the at the checkpoint. He put out his gun and shot the man three times. That's yeah, probably he's still alive though. Yeah, he lived. You know, and it's, it's interesting. I mean, every time the police shoot you, you don't die, but sometimes you do. Um, <laughs> you you have to be good. you have to be young and black, and then you die. <laughs> if you're not they, in your twenties. Well, <laughs> well, he was just. And you're right. This guy was older. Deal. You know, 
He was like 60, and, and they shot him three times, and he's still breathing. So, but I just saw this thing, and I Wait, and Malcolm, he had a weapon. So in order to, to me, it was a justified shooting. They should have shot him a couple more times. So just they to make sure. Died, because I'm not against police when the police are justified in their actions. My problem was when you shoot somebody that don't have nothing. Because there's this case in, I, I think it's Dallas, where this woman called the police on her son, right? And the police come mm. up. Not, you know, they, and the police have it on his, his uh, body camera, right? So the, the mm. pictures are very clear. So he knocks on the door. Mm. And Amber, you know, come out. And the mother comes to the door. She says, I don't know what to do with him. She walks past. The son comes mm. to the door. And he has a screwdriver in his hand. And all he had was a screwdriver in his hand, a little small Phillips. And right. the police immediately said, sir, put that down, put that down. And, and you know, the, the man was crazy anyway. That's why the mother called the police on him. So they drew their weapons and they shot mm. him. Shot him six times. Mm. Pop, 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 pop. And he fell forward. And the mom starts screaming, oh, my God, you killed my son. And I'm thinking, mm. you called them. That's what they do. <laughs> It's not a surprise. I'm surprised she's surprised. What? You're surprised? <laughs> when you call the police to your house and somebody walks the door, even if it's a screwdriver, there's a good chance the police are going to shoot them. Even if they don't have a screwdriver, there's a good chance the police might shoot them. <laughs> You're laughing. I'm you, have, you have to think that way. You just have to think that way. It's unfortunate. Well, but. I mean, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, but that's where we're at. Now, now listen to me, Malcolm. Um, Firefox has a way where I could um, look. I want to send you a link so that I could see you on Saturday. <laughs> don't don't panic. Don't panic. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not panicking. It's just it's, it's just this, Tracy. What? You know why it's not going to work? Why? Because it would require a camera. <laughs> I don't have a camera. Oh. <laughs> you don't have a camera on your computer? No. Oh, you don't have a Perfectly camera on your desktop. So. Huh? No, no, yes, no, I don't. <sighs> I don't have a you can, huh? I can what? You can get a camera. I, I just think it would. You could. <laughs> I, you know, I, I've never gotten a camera for my computer because one way a hacker can, can lock into your system is to gain access to your camera. So, you know, people's cameras that are on their computers and tablets can be accessed by outside entities. And, um, and I know it's a, it's a yes. funny fear to have, but. I just decided, no. well, what, do I need, what do I need a camera on my computer for? <laughs> so okay, here's the thing. It's not an unreasonable fear because I was watching about two months ago where this <laughs> nanny was taking care of this baby, and it was a, somehow he got in through the Wi-Fi and then through a baby, a very expensive baby monitor, and then talked to the baby. He was like, oh, my God, you're so cute. And the nanny could hear the baby having this conversation with the walls. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like poster guys to me. Uh, right. 
But they figured out that they had a, it's so weird, they had to secure Wi-Fi. Somehow or another, they were also supposed to secure the baby the monitor with a passcode. Yes. Right, right, it's right. Just, yeah. So, okay, so with that being said, you can always disconnect your camera. I just think that if we look at each other, then the banter could be a little easy because I know that I overstep you. So I don't know if there's a delay. And then when we go to talk, it kind of over. It's kind of overlapping. So if there was some visual, it would be cohesive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dude, I didn't know we were you were overstepping me. I just thought that you know we were just talking. So. Well, <laughs> we well, are. We are, but... Conversation with me, Tracy. Conversation. It is. No, no, it totally is. But I'm watching... You're actually doing a really good job. I'm watching my behavior, and I'm noticing... I'm not correcting my behavior when we communicate. Uh So I'm trying to figure out what the problem is, and then I figured out that it would be easier if it were, you know, that's impossible. So with that being said, I keep trying to correct my behavior, but I'm not. And how I know that it's it's not as effective because I listen back to the show. But I know you don't. Really? So when I listen back yeah. Oh yeah, I I always listen back. And and I, I critique myself. So when I listen back I I always say to myself, Okay, Tracy, you need to stop this, Tracy and then the following week I just keep making the same mistakes. So I know the well, mistake yeah. has to do with Huh? <laughs> Sorry. No, I was gonna say, doesn't this drive? Doesn't that drive you a little crazy to critique yourself and, and re-listen to where? I don't know. I just look at it as a conversation. I don't, I don't need to listen back to it. We had the conversation, so <laughs> I, I didn't realize no. you were overstepping me as much as you say you are. So. Yeah, and uh, the reason why I critique back is because I don't know where any of this could go. Any of this. What are you? What are you doing? What are you doing? I, I'm watching a basketball game, so I was just like clapping along with the cheerleaders. <laughs> it's March Madness, Tracy. So stay with me, Malcolm. Stay with me. The cheerleaders yeah. will always be there. But this is March Madness, so I mean, this is a sports thing that you. This Mass, March Madness means NCAA, right? The NCAA basketball tournament. Yes. I'm learning. See? Yes, my, you know, my nephew's school actually made it into the tournament, you know, because he, he goes to a small school that typically is not represented here. And so they got uh-huh. to play the number one team on Thursday night, which they probably got slaughtered, but, I mean, they did get to play. So That's nice. It was a, it was a good, good game. It was fun. And mm-hmm. They actually were competitive for the first part of the game. You know, it's just that the, this number one team is just so big and almost like a professional team that my nephew's school team, every position was like you know four or five inches shorter than the other guy, and then you, you rarely see that where one team is just that much bigger than the other team. Right. So, you know, for all those who. Well, be curious. My nephew goes to Hampton University. He's a senior, set to graduate, and all things are good. 
Because it seemed like just yesterday he was graduating from high school. Isn't this last year? Isn't this last year? Yes, this is last year. Well, meaning he graduates in May or June? As far as I know, that's the last I heard. I mean, of course, you know, with college courses, I don't know, you know, what your experience is with it. But when I went to school, you'll get to the end, and then they'll be like, oh, yeah, but you're short here or you're short there. So, you know, I'm, as far as I know, he's set to graduate now. But he's also an ROTC, so when he graduates, he he's going into the Navy as an officer. So um, Yes. Although he did tell me that he might have an out on that, too, so. You know, but if he has an out, he has to repay his, his uh, the tuition that they paid for him. So we'll see. I don't know what he's well, doing. Well, I mean, I'm just we're technically, we're technically, and that's what I mean overstepping you. It's little things like that because I just did it. We're technically, technically not in wartime, and he did pick the safest military uh, branch to go into. Oh, yeah, no, it's so. Regardless of if we were in wartime or not, he's still in the safest branch because there's no Navy mm-hmm. on the planet that even approaches our Navy. And uh, after the, the USS Cole incident back in, I think that was 98 in Yemen, you can't get within mm-hmm. 500 yards of a naval vessel without getting blown out of the water. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, so, no, the Navy is safe. And then they're, they're the, the most highly equipped Navy on the planet, too. They the weapons that the Navy has, some of the stuff regular people like you and me are barely aware of. I mean, I'm a little more aware mm-hmm. because I follow up on stuff like this, but they have some weapons that are just out of this world. Right, so, right. So, no, Navy is a great place to go. In fact, you know, I, there are other kids, like I know some some young men that had, didn't want to go to college, I still would suggest that they consider going to the Navy. You know, a la something like that. I don't know if you remember uh, the movie uh, Antoine Fisher. Yes, I do remember that movie. I do, yes. The kid kid in that movie, the Antoine Fisher character, went into the Navy, and it opened up a lot of the world for him because, you know, prior to that, he had this really jacked up upbringing, and the Navy offered Mm -hmm. his family a place to grow, and, um, you know, you, you technically really do get to see the world. You know, especially if you're on one of these major ships, you might get sent anywhere, and you might be in Japan or Korea or or Europe, or mm-hmm. you know, or at least sail there. So, mm-hmm. so just way, getting no. back, just getting back to the technology. Um, there were some comments. Desi made a comment to say that on her laptop, she puts a piece of tape over her camera. Yes, I know people that do that. Yes. Because mm-hmm. you don't want the camera to be accessed, but then doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose of having the camera in the first place that you got to tape it up? No, no, because the camera is useful. Oh, by the way, on my new computer, this camera is amazing. Um, the camera is useful. It has, you know, but like like you said, when it's not in use, put a tape over it. I mean, that's for the yeah, laptop. Well, for you, you would have to buy a camera. Yeah, I would. Um, yeah, yes. Because, so, you know, I don't even, like, you can do it with your phone and your tablets and stuff. It's all the same, right? But I make sure that I, well, I keep that technology on the DL. Right. You know, 
I mean, I use Skype, Malcolm, and everyone should have Skype on their phones. But um, well, why is that? Because <laughs> it allows. Oh, oh, see, okay. Because it okay. So it allows you. Skype allows you to have a visual with people overseas. People overseas. So, yeah. When I do my what? readings, I can. <laughs> I can do readings to people from Australia, from France, and we do it right through Skype. Well, that's, I mean, you know, it's funny because, like, my, I have a brother who's overseas at this point, and, you know, if we were in the mindset to talk visually, it would be, you know, I guess you could do it. I mean, that's, my dad's um, in, uh, in Florida. What? Okay, first of all, Malcolm, the answer to your question is yes, you could do it with your brother. And yes, if you set it up for your dad, you could do it with your dad. I could, but see, I I don't know. I guess I'm an old school type of guy, so a, a phone conversation is just as good. I mean, what I, what I've have loved in the past twenty or thirty years is the advent of the cell phone and how that works. And the beauty of the phone to me is that I can talk to you on the phone and continue to do other things, and we're still having a conversation without me having to stopped and focused on to look at you face-to-face on the camera. Mm-hmm. And I totally respect that because when people want to FaceTime me, I decline to FaceTime. Yeah, because you got to stop what you're doing. Stop what you're doing because <laughs> I'm about to ruin it. Anyway, so no, I'm just breaking uh, the new rap. I... <laughs> okay. You probably didn't catch that, did you? I, you know, I got lost there. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was a little digital underground, but anyway. So. so <laughs> that just throws everything out. Like, yeah, that, like that, that, that ruins everything. <laughs> <laughs> so lost. But but let me just get back to FaceTime. FaceTime on on iPhone. You just press a button, and it and every iPhone has a FaceTime. Okay. So somebody could just choose to FaceTime me over regular phone, but I will decline it because I just don't have the time to hold the phone to my face as I'm communicating. But if I'm doing my job, I will do psychic readings during FaceTime. Uh, If somebody prefers, we could FaceTime it. That's not a problem either. But if it's personal... I don't, I don't have time to FaceTime. It's ridiculous. But in kind our of, case, kind of, in our case, it's business related. Okay, sort of like uh, uh, a teleconference. So yes, with a visual teleconference. Right, because you know I was going to say in my job I've had to do teleconferences, but it's always on the phone, so. You know, you log into a, a little network thing and you're talking to a number of people that way. But it's phone, so, so I still can be doing some other things while I'm talking to you. So, and literally, I'm okay. always doing something else. Okay, so with that being said, now that I'm thinking about it, I was going to send you a link so that we could do this, but we can just Skype. You just have to have Skype on your computer. Oh, but you still need a, ca- you need a camera. <laughs> you need a camera either way. Now, yeah, I, mean, I, can put, I, can, I can put it. 
I could put it on my phone, Tracy. I could Skype it on my phone, and I can do it like that. But then I have to hold the phone up to me while I do this. And no, actually, you don't. Just prop the phone up on something. That's what I do. I, well, I, I'm, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I kind of got that part of it. <laughs> but, oh, okay. We'll put Skype on. We'll do it that way. Put Skype on your phone. That'll be great. Please. Please. <laughs> Not a problem, Tracy. So, not to take you away from from your job with sports and politics, I, but I do want to touch on empire. Empire, all right. Not sports or politics, but empire. Yes, empire. <laughs> well, I watched it, like a lot of people, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and you know. It's funny how people take things and you know differently than I do. Okay. Because of course, the, the day after <laughs> Empire take. was the, the day after Empire was shown, uh, you had I saw a couple of things. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine and, and he was upset because of some of the stuff that goes that went on on the show to the point where. He said if he sees the little boy, the little boy, the, the young son, the youngest son, Hakeem, if he were to come across the man, the young man on the street, he would want to do harm to him. Um, oh, God. Then, Did you tell him I the thought, show wasn't real? Did you tell him that? I, I, mean, I, I tell him like I Remember years ago, Tracy, I told you that these movies, they're just movies? You know, they're it's actors? Yes. Yes. I told him it's the same thing. It's just a production. <laughs> what you saw was not real. Well, wait a second. Let me, let's set the stage. I was watching a scary movie, and yes. it was upsetting me, and you were like, not real. It's not real. And it made a huge difference, your tone of voice, and reminding me that it wasn't real. So with that being yes. said, did you tell this guy it's not real? Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I told him. I, I told him. And... and but then, but then on social media the following day, I, I also saw came across things where people were talking bad about the middle son Jamal, and you know, and how can people watch all this gay stuff until it's going to turn the world into being gay? And I'm like, oh well, no, it won't. And and again, it's a show. This is not real life. This is a show, and it's not going to turn you gay because that's not how gay works. I don't think. I don't know. I, I don't know. You but should be. Is, you... Well, the thing is, if you watch, if you watch a, a scene, like there was the scene on the show where Jamal was kissing the, the other young little boy thing, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't see why that bothers people as much as it apparently does. Well, well, okay. So what, what difference does it make? Okay, it's not going to turn you, just because you see it does not turn you into the U.S. I'm sorry. Uh, this, just, uh, this is, <laughs> let's talk about, but, you know, we're talking about the black community who wants to deny that there's gay in a black community, and then they throw church into it. But it's, but wait a second. It's interesting it's that they want to throw church. I, I agree. So but it's interesting that they want to... Especially in the church, gay everywhere. Well, so, I, let's be thing. real. But here's the thing: not only is there gay in the church, 
there are people that are cheating in the church. You know what I mean? Like oh. there is unscrupulous behavior walking in the front doors of the church right now. Right now. Yes, there is. Yeah. So with that there being is. said, you want to attack something? Attack thyself. <laughs> How about just take it as you. just something that you saw on TV? It's, it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you just watched wasn't real. But don't trip. But, but it's also breakthrough. It may not be real in the sense of the show not being real, real but gay, gay is real. Gay is real. So, but but the show is just a, a form of entertainment. You watch the show, and here's the thing. If you really don't like the show, there's a switch on your TV. It's called an on-off switch. You can turn it. You can that's right. the button that's off. That's right. You don't have that's to watch it. That's right. You anything. got the power. You got the power. Turn it off. Right. Do whatever it takes. Just don't wake up the next day and claim foul. And I I can't stand that because the person that claims foul, probably the one that's dating a married man. It's probably the one that is sleeping, you know, with everybody for a McDonald's hamburger. Like, my thing is, handle you. Deal with you. Deal with your errors of your ways. You won't have time for anybody else. I promise you. I don't talk about nobody. Well, Except Malcolm, <laughs> except <laughs> I no I don't I don't talk about anybody, but I do do my readings and I did Creslo uh, Dollar the other day. Oh, he's an amazing pastor. Okay. Do you know about him? With this, I know. Huh? I know who Creslo Dollar is. Yes, I'm fully aware who Creslo Dollar is. And the fact aware. that he needed. Another, another jet for his yeah. travels from Georgia to New York. Where? Only from Georgia to Where? New York, by the way. He's he's okay. not going anywhere. He's only going from Georgia to New York. Well, he's he's one of these prosperity preachers. So I mean, I know who he is. Believe me. Wait, what, do you, <laughs> what do you call them, prosperity preachers? <laughs> yeah, prosperity preachers. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, think about prosperity. They preach they preach dollars and cents. And that's just my opinion. Nobody has to take my word for it or even Okay, it wasn't it, it, it was a joke. No. Oh, I'm not joking. You're <laughs> I'm so but, confused. Well, you were being sarcastic when you say prosperity preacher. Oh, I'm always sarcastic, yeah, but no, he no I he is okay. a prosperity preacher. It's, he's one of many. I mean it's it's mm-hmm. part of the boom in Christianity. Hmm. Mega churches and, and most of them are preaching prosperity. Is I got the money, you can get the money too. So I, I actually attended a prosperity church for some time, and uh, I had bought into the whole whole game of flying and um, But it is what it is, you know. And, and if Jesus did come back, that's the first place he's going to go to—the prosperity church and destroy it. So <laughs> that's which just my church opinion. Did you, which church did you attend? I am not. I'm, I'm not going to say that. Uh, not like that, because I don't want to blow up anybody's church. I don't believe in, that, in jumping on anybody's yeah. religion. You know, well, I mean, but it was here, though. No, no, and I think you're absolutely right. No, I, I agree. So I apologize, but it was in California. You should make your own decision have... on your church, but but it was in California. Yes, it was a California church, and it's very famous California church. Um. Oh, and oh, okay. So, 
right. I'm not a fan of Megan every week. It was. You're saying it was. So past tense, it's not on TV anymore? Well, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. I know they had a slight change in leadership uh, because the pastor got a little, was getting elderly. Corrupted? The pastor got corrupted as they all do? They're all corrupted, but that's just my opinion. And so um, Mm -hmm. I I think, no, I don't think it was about corruption. It was just about, you know, the the father got tired. He kind of handed it down to the son, but I think the father still does work in the church. Wait, the father did what? Nothing. (laughs) I'm saying way too much. Let me just stop. Suffice to say there are prosperity churches around. (laughs) There they're out there, and you know it's up to everybody's got to do what they feel is best as far as their own spiritual well-being is concerned. So whatever yeah. floats your boat. Well, but Malcolm, you know these guys are floating boats off the, you know, off the lives of very poor people. Ironically, yeah. ironically, right? Ironically, it's hardworking people. That well, is yeah. trying to survive I mean, every day. That well, you know, could you go, be to, you go a, to churches, and, and and the offering is is a big deal. So, and and sometimes they have more than one. Um, so, <laughs> yes, I used to wait. I used to go to a church in Staten Island before church was done, and I love this church. Don't get me wrong, but before church was done, we may have had three offerings. There was, you know, there was ties, and then there was a building. Never saw the building develop into anything more than what it was. And then I think there was a, there might have even been a pastor's offering. It was a nightmare. But before it was done, there was three offerings. And, and don't let uh, there be a guest preacher. No, guest preacher. Then we got to give money for the guest. It was a nightmare. Whatever. I believe it. So, um, like I said, I'm not a big fan, of, you know, because the best church I've been to in the past ten years is in, a, you know, I visited a friend in, in Dallas, Texas, and I went to uh, my friend's church, and that is, you know, the, besides it being the service was very nice, the thing I liked, mm-hmm. one thing I liked about it is that when the offering came up, unless you was ready for it, it would it would have passed you by, because they came by right. so quick, you literally had to have right. money in your hand before the, before the plates passed you. And they didn't, wow. they didn't up there and beg and, and, and cry about, you know, we need this, we need this. They just did it and it was done with. And the pastor had a, an extremely great message. And mm. I enjoyed that church. In fact, I've been back several times. I enjoyed that church immensely. Wow. Suffice to say that it's not, you don't get that everywhere. So. Right. Wow. You know, sometimes you look at things, Tracy, and you, you think, should I call the police or should I not call the police? And Why? What, what's going on? What's going on? You see something um, outside? Yes. I see something outside. <laughs> um, no. I'm, I'm, I'm thrown off. So anyway. Okay, but here's what I would say to that. If you see something outside that could eventually come to your house, call the police. It would. Well, it would never. If it were going to come to my house, then yes, I would call the police. But this is this is just 
stuff that I don't understand what they do. You know, young people like to write on walls and do silly things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Where I live at, I don't get a whole lot of it, but I do have this thing behind my house, and you know what that thing is. And right. there's, this little, right. there's this little tunnel thing attached to this big thing, and yes. I just saw some kids walk into the tunnel. Now, mind you, I'm scary. I would never walk into that tunnel because I'm just... <laughs> I just wouldn't do it. But I know kids go down there for I, God knows what. A lot you know, of things. Maybe <laughs> a lot of things. A lot of a lot of things, Malcolm. <laughs> who, who knows? You know, I, one night, I, one night. In fact, it was last was it last week or week before? You know, I have this big wash behind my house, so it's it's an area, and when it rains, it fills up with water. But like right now, because we're gonna dry this bone dry, and I think it was the week before. It was late at night, I heard talking out there, and I, I looked out the window, and I could see a light just, you know, bouncing around. So somebody was camping out there. <sighs> I, would, I wouldn't go down there at the daytime, let alone at nighttime. And, you know, because where I live at, it could be a rattlesnake bite might go by you, a bear, a mountain lion, a skunk. Who knows what's <laughs> going to go by out there at night? I don't know. I right. would want to find out. I right. But that's my problem. You know, fear is a bad thing. Fear is a good thing if our nemesis, but it could be well, a bad fear thing. Fear could be a good thing. But actually, I've seen that wash behind your house. And I, since I've known you, we've not had a water issue. When I first moved to California in 2005, well, this is actually the second time I moved here. That year that I moved in 2005, you all had a rain season, and I didn't move till February. But you all had a rain season that lasted from November to February. It was that bad that winter. And how I remember that is because I live there in Laurel Canyon, and houses literally fell off their foundation that year. Yep, because we're not used to water. Right. And so if we had another rain season like that, we were just, didn't end. And for us guys, for everybody who's listening, it's a near impossibility to have a rain season that goes from November to February. But it was a really, really bad year for California. Um, well, or, that or reservoir. Or, or, See, okay. I keep forgetting. But, I keep forgetting where I am. It's probably a good thing for California. Absolutely. But remember, I'm coming from New York, so I'm not processing the difference. So I apologize. You're right. But yeah, when we have on a. It's a drought. So, I mean, so anytime we get well, a lot we are of rain. Now. Oh, no. And, and the funny thing, because you came, that year was an El Nino year, right? So yes. In El, in El Nino years, we typically get a lot of rain. But, okay, for example, we're also in an El Nino year right now. And huh. We did not get but a lot everybody of rain. else is getting it. Like, it's <laughs> bad every place else. <laughs> right. <laughs> everybody else got, got inundated. We got a sprinkle. Right. Now, I don't know about you, Malcolm. I know you go to work very, very early in the morning, so you do get a sense of seasons for you. I don't. I don't have to be at work until 11. So I don't have to get up until 8.30, right? So with that being said, this year in particular, this year, I never took out my winter outfits. I have been in T-shirts all winter long. There were a couple of days that were a little cold and rainy, um, mm-hmm. and, and more so, more so cold. No doubt. We, in fact, 
we went through a little cold. So now cold in California is 40s and 50s. So it's not cold compared to other places. But 40s and 50s is cold when you're used to 70. It's just no doubt. And the key word, by the way, is a couple of days. Which I know you're joking, but a couple of days. But here's the thing. At night, I will need a bubble jacket, not like the kind that you wear in the East Coast. It's a very, very light feather jacket at night. I always wear a scarf because it just protects my throat, and I use my throat for a living, right? But underneath, Malcolm, I'll have on a a T-shirt and a very light sweater. Like, I have not pulled out long sleeves all winter long. When you see long sleeves in my videos, it's only because it's a light covering. How did we get on it? I have no idea. (laughs) How do we get on it? Why does anybody care? We went left. It's just left turn, left turn. Back to politics. But we, but we, before we go back, back to politics, Desi, yeah. Um, before we go back, Desi said, "Ha ha, Malcolm is not here for Creflo." And then she asked, "If Creflo is a creep who used to hustle prayer?" Oh, did he really? He used to, he used to hustle prayer cloths and oils to desperate followers. Hmm. Like I said, Jesus would go back and destroy a church like that, but that's just my feeling, you know. He would go back and do and destroy a church like that. Yeah, because do you remember, you know, when when Jesus went into the temple and they were selling stuff in the, kind of in the lobby, he's like, he's like, you can't do that here. Well, so. okay, so the answer to that is yes, I do know that part of the Bible. But can I tell you something, Malcolm? Because I've been searching, searching for a church home for years. You know, when I was in Setnow and I had a church home, I had some problems with it, to be honest with you, but at least it's it was also home. I knew the people. They knew me. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. I get to California, and I can't settle in anywhere, Malcolm. No kidding. I can't. Okay. One day, my son and I was going to a church, and this preacher had this body language that was real, real cool. And then one day, my son leans over to me. He was 16, and he goes, hey, Ma, that's the P. Diddy of, I think it was 19, P. Diddy of, uh, of pastors. Of preachers. Yeah. Probably. Preachers. And I looked at my son and I was like, and I knew something was wrong with the church, but I didn't want to identify it enough. Like, and I looked at my son and I was like, bingo. And I leaned into him and I was like, listen, I'm leaving. I'll see you back at home. I'm not going to attend a church that acts like P. Diddy. <laughs> so I so you having- left him there? <laughs> you left him. You abandoned him. <laughs> I left. That's funny. I know. I I wasn't thinking. I should have. I should have dragged his ass out too. But did you offer him to be like, son, let's leave together? Or you just, I'm leaving. You do what you want. Teach you a lesson. You know, he had friends in the church. I didn't want to drag him. He's he's 19. What am I supposed to be like? Hey, you got. You know, I was like, yeah, I left. Well, I mean, technically, I mean, you're right, everybody. I'm a big believer in not staying any place that you're not feeling. So I've had to leave churches that I wasn't feeling. I've I've done it. So I'm not feeling this. I'm out. 
And I was at another church in Pasadena. And again, seemingly a nice church. And Christmas. They're all seemingly nice. They're all seemingly nice, right? And uh, Christmas literally fell on a Sunday, literally. And the pastor said, we are not going to be open for Christmas. And I thought, wait, what? That defeats the whole, I left that church. (laughs) I was in churches for, in any case. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing, you know. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing, church. It's a beautiful thing. In any case, it's been hard to find a church home here. So. Well, uh, I thought you had actually found a, a church home or something that you were approximating a church home. Well, it's funny you should say that because I... I kind of made a decision. <laughs> I, 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 once I say something, I follow through. So I've been thinking about it for months, and thinking about it for months, and, and then I opened up more, and I'm participating in the church even more. And I don't know if you know this, but there's this whole immigration issue with, you know, Mexican minors and, helping them to be monitored in the court system. And I, I'm i participating, you know, in that program through my church. So I'm even, like, participating more. But in a way where it feels good, I don't know if that makes any sense. Like, that's just for me. So with all that being said, I just like what's being offered. And well, that's, the church that's half the battle, right? It really is. It really is. The church is sensitive to the homeless, sensitive to the gays, sensitive to immigrants. Like we have a Spanish service, and right next to it we have an English service. They're just kind people, you know, and that's all I've ever been looking for all my damn life. I've just been looking for kind people and not superficial people. You know, I know when somebody's smiling in my face, but they want something from me. I know this. Even if it's church people, hey, hi, you know, I know when you want something from me. These people have never, ever asked anything of me, ever. They're actually just grateful that I showed up. And they kind of say it every single Sunday. They're like, we can't believe you keep coming to Bible study. And I'm like, because I like it. (laughs) So with that being said, I did make a decision. (laughs) Oh, So, well, well, that's it is you don't have to. You don't have to turn in the shit night in court. Start passing out. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I don't know. That'll reach. Left field. <laughs> yeah, right out of it. So, <laughs> so. Politics Anything else on your agenda? There's always stuff on my agenda. I say politics or sports. <laughs> Pick your poison. Well, before you, before we wrap this up, did I read somewhere that there is a female coach in the NBA? No, you did not read that. There's some female referees, but there are no female coaches in the NBA. Damn. 
damn. Every you time damn. I see something. Did you say damn? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. I saw that church uh, walk, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right after you talking about church, you're just like, damn. Them devils. So, so no, but there there are no coaches, female coaches in the NBA. Now in the WNBA okay. there is. But okay, wait a second. I apologize. Um, there well, is the NBA now has its first. And why don't you know this, by the way? See, and that's the thing that bothers me with you. If it's male, you know everything. If it's female, you kind of like, oh, is there? The NBA now has its first full time female. Assistant coach at the San O, at the San Antonio Spurs. You didn't say assistant coach. You said when you said coach, oh, I was my God. you said head coach. No, 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 no. Oh my God! Stop that! I, mean, I said coach. I said coach. Well, it's, okay. Typically, when somebody says coach to me, I'm thinking. I'm, I'm, I guess that's my bias. I'm thinking head coaches. That's your bias. Because yes. Because you know every team has every team has about you know there's assistant coaches that are underneath the head coach right, but yes. the face of the franchise is the head coach. So when you say coach, I don't think about the assistants. You know, if you ask me who the assistants for the Clippers or the Lakers are, I couldn't tell you at this point. I have no idea. Oh, um, okay, fine. Well, it's my job. It's my job, being a female, it's my job to have those pings in my head for anything feminine. That's my job. You can say with your men. It's my job. The the NBA has done a very good job diversity-wise as far as having uh, women in the front office, women around the sports team. You know, they're they're real good about it. So if that helps... um, you know, there are women in a lot of leadership positions in the NBA. Okay. So, you know, they just don't play on the court. And, you know, they, like I said, they even have, they even, they got their, they have, they've had uh, one female referee and, and they broke in and started with a second or a third, I think, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, the NBA has been real good on diversity as far as you know, women go and women's issues go. Um, I mean, they're not the NFL as far as you know, because NFL is a different culture. <laughs> mhm, mhm. And I don't know, I don't know if you heard one. One of the guys who was in trouble last year for a domestic violence uh, got a job with the mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys, and, and people were up in arms, right? Like, well, how could they hire him? Which is stupid to me because you know he served the suspension. You know, the right. problems that he had with the court system has is non-existent. They're in fact they've gone away. So people don't want to play because he was accused. And and to me, that's mm-hmm. a problem because you're saying that now this man doesn't deserve a chance to make, you know, to earn a living. And everybody deserves a chance to earn a living. So, yeah, I mean, now my, I, I agree. If, if, if he was, continue, if he was you know, beating his wife outside the window and doing all kinds of other weird things and continuing to do it, well, yeah, you're going to get punished for that stuff. But if, if you're not doing it, that we know of, I agree. Know of. And I agree. You know you me. I agree. That you were given. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean me if anybody. So mad, I'm like, well, you know, the funny thing is the, the guy, is, we're talking about this guy, his name is Greg Hardy. He plays, 
he played for the Carolina Panthers last year where he didn't play because he was on suspension. But um, he had been a, a member of the Carolina Panthers for the past several years. And then, you know, he became a free agent, of course, in our free agent market. People are shopping themselves mm-hmm. around. And, and so mm-hmm. the Dallas Cowboys picked him up. And, you know, and I will tell you, the reason the Dallas Cowboys picked him up is he's very good at what he does, which is he, he's a defensive mm-hmm. pass rusher. And that's one of the shortfalls of the Dallas Cowboys defense. They need somebody like him. So they they gave him the money. And, you know, I'm sure he will help his, help their teams. And let's just pray that lessons are learned. That's what we need to do. Let's well, just don't, let's just don't we take, hope that everybody learns their lessons? So, I mean, of course. Know, like, of oh, course. That's oh, why everybody deserves a second chance. Of course. Absolutely. Right. I mean, it's, it's just like when Michael Vick came back into the league. There are people that did not want him to be back in the league because of the dog problems. And now, mind you, he yeah. didn't have to go to jail for this stuff. And I'm like, when That's do right. we get a second chance here? I mean, because right. some people get a second chance just by rope. And some of us never seemingly get it. Some of us don't get a first chance. So um, That's true. That's true. I, I, I do believe in giving people an opportunity if they've done all the right things. And, and, and from all appearances these guys have. I mean, look at Ray Rice. He's gone through a lot of stuff, and people are still going to protest him, whoever he signs with, if he does sign with somebody. Um, yeah, I'm rooting for him, either. actually. Yeah, I'm rooting for him. I mean, there's an immaturity about him, but he is talented. I'm rooting for him and his wife. So, And I know money is a thing that's going to keep that marriage together. So I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him. Well, I'm rooting of, for her. I'm rooting for their relationship. Yeah, lack of money will mess up everybody. I mean, right. So. But I mean, this situation in particular. But he did win his appeal, and that's what matters. So I think there's been some monetary compensation for for the yeah, for, for the way for Ray, for Ray Rice. The Ravens yeah. reports are given 1.6 million dollars that they've been withholding. So yeah, he got his money. He got at least a portion of it. But still, you know, he, he deserves he, that. He still, well, he needs a job right now. That's what it comes to. But he down. needs a job as well. Right, right. He needs a job. And and the sad part, what's, what's kind of bad for him is that um, right at the moment, he's having, he's in, there's a glut at his position out there, a free agent. There are a lot of guys on the street that do what he does. Now, the, the Baltimore Ravens also re- released, they had another running back that was on their, uh, on their roster, and he got a DUI this past week. And, and, you know, the Ravens being what they are now, they immediately released him, right? They cut ties. Mm. Mm. And lucky, lucky for him, that young man was able to uh, uh, get a position with another team. So, you know, like once he cleared waivers, uh, yeah. uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, picked him up. I mean, because – Again, you know, our society is so quick, you know, especially professional sports, we're so quick to turn our backs on the people who's on your team because they had a misstep. And, and if that happened to everybody in society, there'd be a whole lot of people out of work. Well, and, and I totally agree. I mean, I come from human resources, 10 years in human resources. And the one thing that's not allowed when somebody's doing a background check is to say why they're no longer with the company. Either they left voluntarily or terminated. We're not allowed to say 
that they were terminated. We were only allowed to say that this they worked from this time frame to this time frame, and that's it, and what their title was. And do you know why that is, Malcolm? Because it's not our job to prevent you from never finding a job again. Because they can come back well, and sue us. And I think that's a federal law, even. Or a federal... Yeah, but I think it's me, federal. It's just, uh, you know, I, the, the only problem I have with this, Tracy, because there was a police officer uh, that was deemed unfit by his his previous command, and so they let him go, mm-hmm. right? Right. And so he got hired by he got hired by another agency, and mm-hmm. they weren't told of the problems that he had or what what the perceived problems were. And he was involved in a, a very unjust shooting. And the first mm-hmm. police agency said, "Well, you know, the truth of the matter is, we didn't think he was fit for duty, and so that's why we let him go." And he went right. on another police force, and he wasn't fit for duty. When I say that, I mean right. he could walk and talk and chew gum, but that's about it. You know, because when, when, right. when he got crazy, first thing he did is pull out his gun and shoot a 12-year-old boy. So, Right. I understand. I mean, so, I get it. In some, jobs, mm-hmm. in some jobs, they probably should let you know why the person got fired, especially if it's a job where you're going to hold on to a gun or I need you to be, you know, I need to know that you're not crazy and you got people's lives in your hands. So if you're a bus driver, I need to know that you can handle that job without killing people. If you're a police yeah. officer, you can handle the job without killing people. Mm. Because everybody, yeah. everybody's not mentally able to do certain jobs. They're just not. They're not equipped. Sorry. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. So, I mean, if you so, bring up something so, like that. I heard about that case, too. I guess that's a good point. Yeah, you, yeah. you need to know what the person's capable of. I mean, and it's not every job. I mean, you don't. I'm not worried about you if you're working at Walmart. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you have a gun and, and you're charged with protecting yeah. me, yeah, I'm, I'm a little more concerned. Because yeah. I can walk up no. the door with a screwdriver and you can shoot me because from for whatever perceived bias that you have against, you know, somebody like myself. Yeah. So, well, yeah, I mean, and maybe that's why it helps to talk with you because, I mean, I get it from that perspective. I don't know if something like that can change because the laws are pretty set in stone across the 50 states in terms yeah. of disclosure because it comes laws down to... Hmm? I said laws, lawyers. The reason we have yeah, to I was going to say it comes down to lawsuits. Yeah, and so I would I would think even a police officer has a right to reinvent his life if something doesn't work out, regardless of the circumstances. You know, it's just you, you just never know if a circumstance is temporary. If if being mentally unstable has something to do with meds, has something to do with personal stuff at home, and he gets fired, and then he can go to another agency and work out just fine. And that that's my point, and that's the reason why the laws are in place. However, um, I would agree with you that under special circumstances, it, it would be nice to know something. I agree with you, but I don't know how you can get around that without, you know, enacting new legislation and new laws and all that other stuff. So I well, think we are, it just we already have to the next laws. Every voting 
thing. It's about changing some sort of law. Always. It's so annoying. But Malcolm, before we go, I want to be able to tell you and everyone listening that I'm really, really upset this year. Because this year? <laughs> this year? Like the whole year? <laughs> what does the year what has the year done to you, Tracy? <laughs> it's a long period of time. If you say I was upset this minute. You're upset for the year? I'm upset this Easter, Malcolm, every single Easter. year. Yes, every single year I watch the Ten Commandments. Every single year. Okay. It's not coming on this year. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not You're... happy. Well, you know I what? actually don't know what to do with myself. Like, I'm really upset. Um. Go to Redbox and rent it, and then you can watch it. Or better yet, go to Amazon.com, and they will, let's look how much uh, Ten Commandments cost on Amazon. <laughs> you can get it. You can have it for, for life. Yeah, I should do that, right? I, I I watch it every year. Like, it's, you don't even understand what it means to me, like, yeah, I don't. Every year. I, I, I tried to watch it once, and then that's pretty much just all I could do. <laughs> it's my. I have to every year since my twenties. I don't think I've ever missed a year. Well, I have, I have small vices in this world, like small. It's once a year. How could they not put it on? And you're right. I guess I just have to purchase it. They got it, and they they've done the the free. I mean, they, they've redone the whole. They they re uh, digital digitized it and, and made it better, right? And they put it out on a DVD. With, Who's um, the Ten Commandments? The Ten Commandments. It's all digitized and it's now, like huh? Yeah, and it's $8.99. <gasps> And you yes. can get it, it free. And if you have Prime, you can get free shipping. And, and, huh. and if you want Blu-ray, it's fifteen forty-nine. But if you want, you know, but for a regular DVD, two disc version, eight ninety-nine. Huh. You can buy it used for five dollars, Tracy. I mean, you know, well, why would I buy it used? Why would I buy it used? This is this is personal. It's, it's big to me. Big. Well, the reason you like buy it used is that, you know, basically as long as the the, the DVD's in good shape, they, you know. Now, mind you, some use is bad, but some use is good. But you know what the difference between this would be? The reason I wouldn't buy it used? Okay, why? Because when you buy it used, you don't get the prime shipping, right? And prime shipping typically is free, right? I but see. You, yeah. but, but when you buy it used, prime doesn't apply. So... And you, so if you buy if you buy it used, it's gonna cost you more than it would if you bought it brand new. And you, you have Prime, right? <laughs> well, I'm I, I'm piggyback. I'm a piggyback primer. What does that mean? That means that I have a friend that logged me onto their account. Well, not logged me onto their account, but some way was able to take some their Prime membership and expand it and allow me to use it as well because. 
they were there. I was sent an email and said, if you want to, if you want to do this, just click this button. And now I have the ability to, to have the Prime membership that my friend owns. Now it's hmm. a limited Prime. All it all it allows me to do is, is is be able to purchase. Like Prime membership is, is a pretty good thing. If you and the reason I've never done it is because I I just don't buy that much on Amazon. But it also allows you uh, free free streaming purpose. Uh, uh, privileges, so you can stream music and and videos, TV shows and stuff. Yeah, but I checked into Prime, and it actually costs ninety nine dollars a year. So, I, I, if, I don't do that much Amazon to to, to afford well, ninety nine. Like, if, if you're a freak, like my brother, he lives on Amazon, right? I mean, he literally he probably he probably has a home on Amazon someplace, and mm-hmm. he he has Prime, so. <laughs> But he needs Prime because he's buying that much stuff. Wow. Whereas me, I, I you know I'm, I buy stuff on there. You know, and, and Amazon, you can they sell you almost everything. So there's always going to be something on there that you would purchase. I mean, I buy a lot of automotive parts on there, strangely enough. I buy computer parts as well. And you know that that goes into that that thing that that I gave you for your computer. Did you did you ever try it? I told you I don't know how to work computers, so it is sitting in my closet. Oh my God. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't have time. I don't, it's too much for my mind to handle. Okay. Okay, Tracy, you're going to have to let me know when. What's that? I have a proposition. What's your proposition? To purchase. <laughs> Um, the Ten Commandments, I give you the money back. Okay, but, but I'm, I'm more considering thinking about the other thing that you have in your possession right this minute. I, I can't do two thoughts in my head right now. Right now, I, I can only do the Ten Commandments. <laughs> I don't okay. know what to do with that, with that thing you gave me. I don't know what to do with it. So I, I put it that's in a your, dark space where it's safe. That's what okay. I did with it. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> okay, so we're going to have to arrange the time that I can come over and take care of that for you. Yeah, but we talked so, about this, and then you you bailed on me, and you just gave it to me, and you expected me to do something well, with it. I don't know what to do with stuff yeah. like that. You plug it into your computer. It's like a flash drive now. I, I took your hard drive and turned it into a flash drive. I don't know what any of that is. I don't. I'm, I can't. I'm not going to touch it. It's not I, enough. I've got to learn how to use a, a brand-new computer. It's too much for my mind. I just I just downloaded Firefox. Like that's my advances I can get. Remember how you don't know about Skype? I don't know about <laughs> I know everything download about Skype. <laughs> I just downloaded Firefox. And then it got so confusing because everything that had put on Microsoft, like for Facebook or Twitter or all those apps. You have to do it all over again on Firefox so that they can remember all your passwords. It's too much for me. And and then you want me to take this thing that you gave me and do something else with it? Not happening. I don't know what to tell you. All right, Malcolm, I got to go. This, this The keyboard is, is lit up, and I need to take some readings. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should do that. So, all right, Tracy. Uh, so I I'm gonna, uh, I'm, I'll text you to remind you about Skype and the Ten Commandments. All right. Well, okay, Tracy. Will you live live long and prosper? Okay. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> I have a response for that. Okay. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> have a good weekend. I will. I'm going to go back to watching basketball. You have a great time. Enjoy. Hasta la vista, baby. All righty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hi, hi, 914. This is Tracy. How are you? Hi, Tracy. It's me, Melissa, from New York. Hi, Melissa. Yeah. How are you? Well, Tracy, I was, my daughter was in a, um, I remember I was telling you she had a, a rare heart condition. And um, mm-hmm. my daughter, she was in a, we was in a hospital for three months. And in February, she had passed away. Oh. And um, no. she was one years old. Oh, wow. I'm sorry to hear that. I know. But um, oh. I tell people now to, because um, being on a donation, being on a, uh, the heart transplant list is very hard to be on, to get on. And you have to be Especially like near. one year old. Yes. And you have to be near deaf to be on it. And it's just so well, crazy how the she, way how they. But she wasn't considered near deaf? I don't understand. She well, you know what? She, you know what? It's hard to get on the list, even though your child is sick and does need it. The process mm-hmm. is slow, and a lot of mm-hmm. people tell me it has to do with a lot of politics and stuff like that. Which I can Does it really? That. Does it really? I, I would think that would be a shame, but okay. And um, basically, it's like waiting is hard, and then you know what? It's like when there is a heart available, it depends on your. It, it depends on um your your age, your blood type, yeah. and yeah. is that side yeah. heart good for you? And then you have to wait because yeah. everybody's going to be fighting over that same heart for um yeah. that they want. That's in the United States, and it has to be um you. It has to be at least you have to get it between I think four or five hours. It has to come. It has to be close to you for yeah. you to get your heart transplant. So it's like, yeah. it's a lot. But also when yeah. people's children die, nobody wants to give their organs away. As you know, yeah. some people say no. But people don't realize yeah. that they help another child. And in the, I don't know what your nationality is, but in the African-American community, mm-hmm. you're black. We mm-hmm. don't understand the positive reactions that come by giving away our organs. We don't get it. No. So, you, it is something. You don't get a it. Platform. It's a platform that needs to be discussed now. Uh, absolutely. And you know what? It's like, um, how can I say? Um, it's just like helping somebody else. When your child goes, you want to do the same and try to help others too. But it's hard because my family, everybody prays a lot. But it's like you're praying for your child to live, but you also have to pray for someone's child to die. So it's a big thing to do. You know? I understand that. No, I get it. I get it. And, and that's where you go back to faith and the strength of your faith so that <clears throat> so that you're not praying for somebody else to die, but that it's all good and correct for everyone. 
Mm-hmm. So that and in the just... long haul, if if it turns out that you had the experience with your daughter for a year, mm-hmm. um, that in itself is a blessing, even though she came to the world compromised. Mm-hmm. But I would think that she came into the world to change something about you, change something for the nurses that she ran into, the doctors. There might have been a bigger picture as to why. Yes, yeah, she, she changed a lot of people. She changed a lot of people. People that never met her before mm. then. They said that they, um, the first time they met her, that she changed them. And I was like, mm. okay, like. You know, I could definitely say she made people come together more and yeah. uh, be more family-like than to be, you know, everybody in their own world and everybody want to be in their Facebook and stuff. But it just made okay. it more, like, family-wise. Yeah. Right. And definitely nurses and stuff. They definitely, um, right. mm-hmm. And Now, um, what do you plan to do with this experience that you had through her? Do you um, have a friend? Yes, I do. I want to start up. Um, I wanted to start an organization in her name, and so that um, Christmas time, um, I give the children um, the gifts that um, the gifts that um, that she had when she was in the hospital. I want to give them mm-hmm. them as well. Stuff that can comfort mm-hmm. them, you know. Like um, I had dream catcher for her. We had owls for her because. Uh, we had Alice and Lance for her, and everybody always said that's her, 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 um, her spirit animals, and she's mm-hmm. always come and always comfort her, and so the things owls like that. Thing. You said you said oh. owls. Yeah, she had owls before she was born. People would buy me stuff with family would buy me stuff with owls in it, and then from there it was like that was her toy. <laughs> owls. and she loved Lance too. Lamp meaning what? Regular lamp? Like, she had, like, a little toy lamp she loved. And her little toy lamp yeah. was, like, a, yeah, a little girl toy lamp. But it was, like, her favorite thing. And um, things like that that she loved, I was, like, I'm going to just, you know, I'm I'm just going to, um, you know, do stuff like that for the sick children. Because when you have sick children, mm-hmm. you realize when you're there, a lot of children, Tracy, I don't see their parents mm-hmm. with them at all. The children cry and scream in, a, in their rooms for months. And the nurses are packed. Sometimes they have to take care of two or three patients that day. So maybe your mm-hmm. child might not get the care that it really needs. And people mm-hmm. don't understand that. Mm-hmm. So it's, what do you it's do a lot. For a living? Right now, I lo- I quit my job when I was when I found out what she when I found out what she had when she was two months old, and I was working at a yeah. supermarket. And I said to myself, mm-hmm. "No, my daughter's sick. She needs lots of care. When you have sick children, they need lots of care, and um, you know, and lots of different medicines and stuff." So, um, absolutely. They, yeah. So basically, I just went on from there because my mom told me. You know, I usually go and pay my partner rent. My mom told me if she have to sacrifice to put in more, she would, and that's what she did. Mm-hmm. And so I can go and stay home with the baby. And um, oh. yeah, 
And um Is this your only child that It's my only child. Yeah. It's my only child. Is there a DNA with with her deep defect on her dad's side or your or your side? Um, uh, with the rare heart condition. Well, from what I hear, my great oh, aunt just heart says in general. It could be just heart in general. I think. Yeah, she just had a rare heart rare condition rare. because they were saying that what she had, it's mostly in adults, older adults. It's not in babies. Wow! Wow! And so, like, what she had was new for them. So it's like, you know, the doctors, everybody wants to do their little experiments to find out, like, more about it because it was exciting for them because they said that's mm. how rare it is. And, mm. um, yeah, but uh, it's like no matter, it was no, it's no cure. So it's basically you have to go through a heart transplant. And a heart transplant is not easy neither because they yeah. have to put the children on a machine after they get the heart transplant. It's called ECMO. And mm-hmm. ECMO usually it's like it's like a machine and it has like it has like two pipes like one to put the blood in put the blood in and one to take the the blood out it's like recycles the blood back and forth and they actually mm-hmm. put it in your neck and they sedate the children mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. some people survive on that and some don't that's the trick about doing ECMO it's mm-hmm. a very risky um thing to be on. And I can say, as my experience of seeing that, it does not. Um, I would never want anybody's child to go on that. I hope that later on mm. they find something better after they get mm. the kids to heart transplant to put them put the babies on something a little bit different. So, and, um, if you don't mind me saying, sure. I'm, I'm, <laughs> thank you. How old are you? I am thirty-one. You're young. You're young. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a, I have a, if you don't mind me saying, um, you having a job in a medical field um, is important. I am just getting that you may need your education to do it. Um, mm-hmm. So my desire is for you to go back. To, you don't have your education, right? No, I just have high school. That was it. And okay. um, oh. yeah, and oh. that's another thing too. You're right about that. I will definitely tell mm-hmm. parents out there. Anybody that's um, if your child's on a hundred percent list, just educate mm-hmm. yourself. And yeah. it's always good to have somebody that's a nurse. If you have a nurse in your family, or you have a nurse friend, someone as an RN, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. know a lot. They know what the doctors know. The only difference is yeah. they can't. They can't. Um they can't give you a prescription like the doctor can. It's always good to have yeah. them involved when you have meetings, and it's always yeah. good to have them involved in any of that stuff so you know everything that's going on before you sign any papers to but put your child in any getting, type of thing. You should hear how passionate you sound to me. Why yeah. am I getting that you're supposed to be a nurse? I don't know. I do have nurses in my family, and I can definitely say I'm blessed to have them. Because they definitely was a good help. Because mm-hmm. some of the words people, the word, the language doctors speak is nerdish. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get it. No matter how many meetings yeah. you go, you're going to say, what the H was that? Yes. And yes. then when they want to explain it to you, it's kind of like it makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Because then you have to ask them and it makes it sound like you're stupid. You yeah. have to. I, yeah. 
So and here's take what note. I'm getting. Yeah. I love you. You don't. Okay, here's what I'm getting. I, I, my wish for you is that you enter in the LPN program, not a full um, four-year degree nursing school, but an LPN program. My wish for you is for you to become a nurse. This is what I'm getting. Now, the reason why they're telling me to tell you to become a nurse um, is not so you could be a nurse, but so you could be a nurse that's an advocate for this population of representation that's needed out there. Do you, do you hear what I'm trying to say? You have, mm-hmm. you're very, you were very, very passionate just now about, like, I want you to stand in the middle. I want you to be in the middle of the parents that have the sick child and the doctor from the experience that you personally um, had to go through. So you could wind up creating your own position out there and being there for other parents that have gone through what you've gone through. Mm-hmm. It's a big, but bumpy road. It, it sounds bumpy, but remember how passionate you sounded about it. And when you're passionate about something, it ain't that bumpy. Mm-hmm. That's true. I would say this, the first step is to, is to consider getting your um, LPN license, which is which is a route that is one easier, two quicker to get you to that mediator position that they're telling me that you are going to wind up in the middle of, as opposed to a mom who's gone through the same thing and wants to educate these people. I, they're telling me to tell you you'll get heard better if you have the title of nurse, just the way the people are. So, yeah, because people want somebody. Because mm-hmm. people just do want consider. someone that's professional and everything. Exactly. And that's, I, mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to plant the seeds and hope that you told the lawn. Definitely. And um I just wanna tell you, I'm just glad that she got to I'm just glad she got to hear from you when when I called you and stuff and she make her little noise on the phone. So I'm just glad she yeah. got to got to yeah. get a little touch in her spirit. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Do you have a question since her passing? Do you want me to look into anything other than what I just saw? Well, I was thinking, Tracy, I don't, my um, baby daddy, I was, Mm -hmm. um, he, he was there, I think like from, you know, the baby was sick, I think he just didn't believe it. You know, some people Mm. like in disbelief and think everything's going to go back to normal. And I think that I wish that he would have got to spend more time with her than what he was because he was so disconnected. Like, mm-hmm. very, very disconnected. Because he'll come, mm-hmm. but he won't be in a room with her. He wants to go and talk on his cell phone. That's how disconnected. Mm-hmm. And he called me today and said to me, him and his brother called me, and we're saying, oh, maybe father said, I called you the other day. And I said, I seen, I said, I was going to call you. I just had to give myself a chance. And 
it was like he was saying that meant in that maybe his brother was trying, he was trying to tell his brother he did it because his brother wanted him to call me. So mm. I just wanted to know is like, um, does he, is he going to, is the baby father going to come to me and ask me any questions about her or is he going to tell me what he feels or you think I shouldn't even, I just wanted to know maybe, you know, cause I mean, I know how I feel, and I know I have my family to talk to, but I don't know. He might not. I want to know, does he feel the same way? Does he need someone to talk to? I'm not asking to be back with him, but if he wanted to talk, I wouldn't mind. Like, what do you think? What's his feelings on his daughter not being here? Right. Okay. You know, the first thing I'm getting is a sense of financial inadequacy coming from him. Is that true? Mm, he works. He works uh, for his brother, so I don't know how um, how but did his financial he give, thing is. Did he give to you and um, your daughter? Yeah, he gave to his daughter, but it was kind of like a forced type of thing because his brother told him he had to take care of his child. He can't, um, him and his family, they don't do things like that. And so it was mm-hmm. kind of like for him, it was kind of like a forced thing for him to do because his family was telling him he has to do what he's supposed to do, basically. Well, good for his family. I'm proud of them. Good for him. Good for his family. Um, he's conflicted. He's conflicted. The, 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 I get a card that says, I have to go, right? And he's conflicted as to, like, pretty much why. He's he's not there in a spiritual place of understanding. Mm-hmm. And he's dark right now. So I promise you that he is talking to his brother. I promise you. Um, but he's conflicted. And he hasn't stepped into a conscious consciousness of life. You know, he's, he's dark right now. But I'm getting shameful, dark. I'm getting, I'm getting shame. I'm getting financial shame. I'm getting spiritual shame. I'm getting physiologically not even like knocking on your door. Let me see my daughter's shame. Yeah, he didn't. He would have been like that for months. Like he'll basically yeah. say, "I'll bring the money order," but um. Never mm. wanted to hold her or mm. or spend time. It was kind of like, I'll I'll do it if my brother's around. Type of let's spend time because yeah. his brother was um mostly attached to the baby more than he was. Mm. But the mm. baby didn't like him, and I didn't know why my daughter didn't like him. But she didn't like her father. <laughs> she didn't like. She didn't I, want him to touch her or anything. I just think his spirit was off, and you know. Your daughter came in for a short time, right? Mm-hmm. Probably, probably with her knowing, she's got a short time. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get me wrong. There's a reason why she chose you, and I promise mm-hmm. you, you're to take her spirit and push it out there. So if you think you're supposed to sit back and work in a supermarket for the rest of your life, I promise you, you're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. So you find a way to get your education 
um, on behalf of your daughter so that you could do some good work out there because you've got it in you, by the way. But she also chose her dad for a reason, too. Yeah. Now, his spirit is off, though. And because she had a short span, physiologically, she was still of that world. She was still from heaven. Like, there's, there's a 50% human, 50% half there already. And so mm-hmm. when he came to touch her, his his negativity overrided what she was there for. Oh. She didn't have time. She didn't have time for that. Okay. She had a short time here, and she didn't mm-hmm. need his energy on him. Unless he was willing to change, which he wasn't. And that was a bigger problem with her spirit. Mm-hmm. All right? With that being said, I don't get any conversational cards here. I don't, I, I don't get enlightenment. I get that he's up and down with his whole life today. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take a moment for him to get it. Um, mm-hmm. He has a huge, huge crisis coming to him. I mean, huge. The walls are going to crumble. Because the choices that he's making, it's just, he's just down that path, period. There's mm. no stopping this. Because I know that I remember I was um I was telling you that he was um that he was not you know he didn't have no papers here but um mm-hmm. you know oh, but I that, mean, that has nothing to do with the price of tea in China you know I mm-hmm. I do immigrant work in the courts all the time and I'm just elated at the parents that are there for their children. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so heartwarming to, to see someone, you know, or family members even. Sometimes the parents can't come, but the uncle's there, the aunt is there. Like, I don't care if yeah. he doesn't have his paper. That has nothing to do with mm-hmm. his heart. It has nothing to do with mm-hmm. his child, mm-hmm. you know. And no, even so though he, said, he had an opportunity to be around his child no matter what, even though me and him had our pro- Mm-hmm. But that's exactly my point. One, his daughter was sick. Two, that has nothing to do with you. That was his relationship with his daughter and his choice not to spend that time with her. Yeah. She had a small window. I don't care if she was going to stay a year or five years. He, 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 not your daughter, he had a short window. And his relationship with his daughter could have changed his whole life. He wants his papers. He should have had a better relationship with his daughter. That's how spirit works. Mm. But it's his choice. It's his choice. And you can't step in the middle of his journey. And I I hear you. I feel bad for him too. But it's his choice and his journey. And because Mm -hmm. it is his choice and his journey, for you to think that. You could stand in front of that and say, listen, if you need somebody to talk to, I'm here. 
I would love to like say that for him, but I don't think he's um He's not coming. I don't know. No. I'm telling you. <laughs> he's not coming. Be- and it's sad to, because he told me that, that he was good. He told me that he was good. And I was like, Really you're good mm-hmm. after everything's happened? I said, Man, yeah. I wish I can feel like that. I said, I don't feel like that every day. At all. But he told me he feels he's good. So I said, okay, but I'm glad he's talking to his brother, you know, and wow. So I didn't know where it works like that. Yeah, and here's what I want to be able to offer up. Because he's on his journey and he Mm -hmm. has, he had a crossroads. This is what I'm saying. This is really important, and this is important for everyone to hear because we're all in relationship issues, right? And Mm -hmm. in these relationship issues, Women want to nurture. That's what we do. We want to bring the men to our bosom. We want to nurture them. We want to be able to say, hey, Dave, stop. There's, there's something better for you. Like, follow me. I got you. We want to be able to do that. We can't. We have to let people go on their journey. We got to throw our hands up, pull our bosoms back in our bars, and let them go. Now, you have a bigger story to tell. I'm just talking about girls that are dating. You had a child that was sick. Mm-hmm. And his crossroads, his crossroads was at the moment his child was living. That was his crossroads. Now, whether he stood at the crossroads and did nothing for a long period or took the wrong road, whatever that means for his life, and the wrong road would, would be not making the effort to see this little girl enough not making an effort to provide financially without being forced. You know what I mean? Now, his brother, mm-hmm. his brother, brother's going to wind up in heaven. Like, he's like, yo, you're not doing this to my karma. So take care of this because you're a part of my blood. So the brother's going to be good. The one that you're talking about, because he did not do the right thing, and I'm not wishing it on him. You need to understand this is his journey. Mm-hmm. He's going. He's going to get compromised. He has to. The way the cards are showing up, it looks to me like it could come in the form of. Uh, it's bad, whatever it is. It could come in the form of. Um, uh, it, uh, it's a hospital stay or surgery. Mm. So it's kind of like one of those ironic situations. Where it's like, oh my God, this is what my daughter went through. Do you see what I? Do you see what I'm trying to tell you here? Oh, oh, like that feeling of what she went through to for you to feel it a little bit, type of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be his second crossroads. That's when he's gonna hopefully wake up. Hopefully, that's when you're gonna hear from him again. That's when you're gonna get the apology. Let me tell you something. And I want you to understand this. I'm sorry if I'm taking too long on this one, guys, but this one's important. Yes, I used to work for another company. <laughs> I used to work for another company, um, a psychic company. And at that company, I have to tell you, I walked in every day and they treated me like shit every single day. I'm a Christ-loving psychic. There's no such thing as a Christ-loving psychic. So because I'm like, hey, you know, my ascended master is Jesus, I got annihilated. I went to work every single day. Mm. 
I stayed with that company for five years. I mean, they took little statues of Jesus and burnt the face off and left it in my office, you know, because they thought it was funny, you know. I commissioned a woman to, yeah, I commissioned a woman to paint the white tiger for me because this is the year of the white tiger. It's the year of the tiger, but at the same time, it's the year of the white tiger, and I was born under the white tiger, and I commissioned one of my friends to uh, paint the white tiger. She did a beautiful, beautiful job. But I said to her, in the tiger somewhere, there needs to be a cross. I mean, I'm crazy about crosses. Everybody knows this, right? She does it, but everybody else did a job and pressed upon her to put little hooks. <laughs> it's just bizarre. I have a white tiger to the day. I look at it every day with a little hook at the end. <laughs> the little Jesus whose face they burnt off, I'll take a picture and I'll post it on Twitter. I kept it. And you know what I did with it? I carry it around in my wallet every single day. Every day. Wow. Because, right, because it was symbolic of the suffering. It was symbolic. I'm not Jesus. It's symbolic of God. Can I just love this and not have anybody tear me down? Okay, with all that being said, seven years go by, and I'm leaving my house, uh, leaving my job yesterday, went and several different directions, finally getting back to the subway, I met up with that one guy that burnt Jesus' face off. And I hugged him. And I was like, oh, my God, I haven't seen you, blah, 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 blah. And we're sitting in the subway together. And he looks at me and he goes, you know, we treated you really, really bad. And I was like, yeah, you did. And he said, and I was like, I waited a long time to hear that. And I'm grateful. Thank you. What he didn't know, what he didn't know, is that his apology to me changed his life. Wow. That's what he didn't know. Right. That's what he didn't realize. When I got that apology, that shit wasn't about me. That was for him. He needed to give it to me, and by the grace of God... Everything was perfect and perfectly timed. I haven't seen this guy in seven years. Boom, we run into each other. There's no accident because his life needed to change. But it was only going to change based upon his test. And he took it. He understood it. You know, spiritually, he got it. And we were sitting down together, and then he, he, he thought about it. We were talking about other things, and he was like, I'm sorry. And in my head, I thought, bingo, his life is going to change forever. Sometimes that's all it takes. <clears throat> now, I'm only telling you, telling you this story is because, one, I want you to let him go. I want you to get on with your life. I want you educated. I want you being a mediator for situations like this for other parents and, you know, dealing with the doctors. I want you in a position of helping people. Let him go. He'll be back. He'll be back to say, I'm sorry. He'll be back to say, forgive me. But he's got to go on his journey. His journey's not pretty. I'm looking at it. I get the tower. I get the four swords. I get the two swords. He's blinded. He can't see the crossroads. He can't see what's in front of him. Let him go. You go on and enjoy your life. Your daughter left to give you an opportunity to reinvent you. Do that. I will. Okay. Thank you so much, Tracy. You're welcome. And there's one more thing Listen. I have to tell you is that 
by I promised my daughter that I would never commit mm-hmm. suicide and that I would never you I won't. would never use drugs. Okay. I appreciate That's why that. I promised I my daughter. Because I did not let her be in vain. So That's I promise right. her that. Okay. Listen, Thank you. I have this number here. Is this your cell phone number? Yeah. Okay. Um, I want us to keep in touch. So I'm okay. going to text you, okay? Okay. All right. Thank you. Uh, reinvent yourself. Don't let your daughter's whole life, she came to teach you something, take that education and make it, make it amazing. Make your life amazing. All right, honey? Oh, well, thank you so much, Tracy. You're welcome. It's a pleasure. Okay, bye. Bye. Okay, guys, that was heavy, huh? But I guess it was needed, too. I'm, oh, I don't know. Maybe maybe we're all forever changed after that. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, boy. Um, oh, yeah. Hold on a second, guys. Don't leave me. Let me see if I have a... Damn it. I'm going to see if I have uh, anybody on the book so then I can stay a little bit longer. Damn it. Hey, I think it doesn't work. Don't leave me, guys. I just want to check. Anybody on the book to talk about? Oh, thank you. Oh, guys, you're going to kill me. I have a two o'clock appointment. Um, it doesn't make any sense for me to take on a reading at this point um, because the person that's calling, she tends to call on time. Um, guys, don't be mad. Clearly, that was a reading that needed to get out, you know, and I hope somebody else received something from it. Um, I love you all. If you wanted a reading, call me, 818-985-2010. Or come back next week, next Saturday. Um, I don't know what else. To, to, to my others out there, I'll talk to you guys separately. <laughs> I know we had a lot of celebrity stuff to get through, but it's, it's a little crazy, and I apologize. I love you all, and forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. And let me see something. So my little Samantha, oh, Samantha, you just left me. I'm going to call you separate. All right, guys. Love you. Take it easy. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.